right, I did it. Hey, buddies, welcome to episode 39 of Headlines. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not Headlines and Coffee anymore. It's HC Buddies, the podcast. Um, we just had our one year anniversary last week. So that means we are officially into season two. I don't know if podcasts actually do seasons, but I figured why not? It's fun. And then, of course, I didn't mute my YouTube, so I just heard all that come right back to me. So that was really weird and just kind of threw me off. Anyways, um, I have so much planned for this season and honestly for the rest of the year in regards to like my projects. Um, I want to thank all of you buddies for being very supportive of everything that I've been doing, especially like this fucking weird journey that I've been on lately. So I do appreciate you guys' support. Uh, some quick announcements before we get started. The merch store has been updated. Uh, we have a new coffee mug along with some other new items with various color options. You can find the link in my link tree, which will be dropped in the show notes. Uh, for those of you that are watching live, you can find the link on my Instagram or my TikTok, um, the link tree link. Uh, remember, all profits from the store will be donated to charity. My charity focus right now is Stack Up. For those of you that are not familiar, Stack Up is a military charity that supports active and veteran service members from the U.S. and allied nations by promoting positive mental health and combat veteran suicide through gaming and geek culture. Uh, they utilize a comprehensive approach consisting of four pillar programs, which is the supply crates, air assaults, the stacks, and the Overwatch program. Um, a lot of the times our donations go to the supply crates because I always get a cool little card that says, hey, this is who um, you guys donated to or who you put a supply crate together for. So it's really cool. You can find more details on their website at stackup.org. Um, I'll be doing my first charity stream for Stack Up um, for this season on July 30th on Twitch. I hope you guys stay tuned to support. I will be doing some giveaways. And of course, just like last time, I have a lot of incentives for donations. Just a quick history with my me and Stack Up. This will be my third year of raising money for the organization. The first year I raised a little over $300. Um, last year, because of all you wonderful don donators, I raised a little over a grand. Now this year I do have a goal for a thousand, but hopefully we can surpass that. Um, that's definitely a huge goal of mine is to hopefully surpass it. And hello to everybody that just popped in. All right, now let's get on with it. Unfortunately, Bill is out today, so I'm running all this stuff by myself, so bear with me. Um, probably will not be highlighting the comments like you guys normally see because I, I can only multitask so far, especially with the brain fog. So um, tonight we have some very special guests, so let's go ahead and bring on Courtney and Patrick. Maybe. There we go. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh, my goodness. All right, so first things first, let's uh, go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourselves. Well, we are Evil Pudding, and we have a true crime podcast, and we dive into all the most depraved and evil, I don't want to say just serial killers, because we also dive into the paranormal, paranormal haunting, haunting possession. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait to get to some of the, those episodes. Like I love the the ghost stories and all that stuff. And I didn't, I didn't really right. think about putting that for the top five, but I, I kind of kept the top five to true crimes and serial killers, but yeah, the paranormal stuff, that's super exciting. It's a nice break from the serial killers. Too. Oh, yeah. I bet. Cause some of your stuff is really gruesome. Like I, I listen, <laughs> yeah, so I listened to uh, the other podcast that I listened to. I don't know if you guys listen to it or not. Serial killers podcast on. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, they, I don't feel like they go into as much detail as you do. Like they, they do a lot of wow. like, they focus on like the psychological a lot of the time, right. but, and they kind of talk about like the upbringing, but I, as far as like the actual crimes, I don't think they go really into as much detail as you do. Yeah, I know, I know. And that's one of the things where I, I always tell people, I know it, so you have to know it too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she, and she, like you said, she dives deep into yes. everything, every aspect of the crime, their childhood, their upbringing. You know, one thing we always talk about on the show is, were they born evil or were they made evil? Oh, that's, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, I actually have some questions lined up for later on, so let's not dive too deep. Before we get okay. to the meat and potatoes, okay. um, let's go ahead and go into our top five. Uh, you guys know I normally do a top ten, but um, I was expecting there to be four of us today. Unfortunately, like I said, Bill can't make it. So we're going to do the top five favorite true crime slash serial killers that we have. Okay. Um, now, before people start looking at us all crazy, like this is in no way, shape or form, like glamorizing uh, no. these horrific crimes of these people or making a mockery of the victims. The intent is only no. to share like the top five cases that we find the most interesting, which makes it our favorite, which that sounds really funky, but that's the intent. I know, all that. I know. <laughs> no, that's something we talk about all the time too. It's just, it's hard to not glamorize it, but tell yeah. the story, respect right. the victim, but not like over glamorize the killer. Like you're, 
like yeah killer. like we're not trying to celebrate the these exactly. killers at all yeah. in no way shape or form it's just we just have an obsession like and with you've heard time. it you've heard my opinions on most of them so and yeah we, and we were talking today with some of my like friends of the podcast who work with the missing person how much things have changed over the years you know you don't have to wait 24 hours to report a missing case and that's you know, you kind of learn from your past mistakes, and that's one thing diving into all these historical serial killers, where you see how things have evolved and changed. So hopefully, we don't have as many. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's gotten worse, maybe, or maybe not. I won't. Well, I won't say worse. They've just gotten smarter. I feel because we don't hear smarter about them as much anymore. Hot. Yeah, yeah. They got smarter, but it's definitely not the seventies, which was seventy-two or yeah, seventy-three was the year of the serial killer. Like we got six hundred active serial killers. Yeah, and oh, there's sixty-five now. Fun fact. I did not know sixty-five in the yeah. U.S. or just in the U.S. only for the past decade. There's remained in the sixties active. Oh my god! I know there's one on Long Island that hasn't been caught. I think it's oh. called the Craigslist Killer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the top five. Um, so I'll go ahead and start. Um, Normally, Bill has honorable mentions. Do you guys have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got one or two honorable mentions that we can go with, and then like Zodiac, I'll throw that out there just because that case is yeah. fascinating because it's 50 years and they still don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, they still haven't caught the Zodiac. And the other one, who was my other one? Was it Picton? Yeah, it was Willie Picton. Um, for those who aren't familiar, Willie Picton, he's the basically the pig killer, the pig farm killer in Canada. He was the guy that would feed all the bodies to his pigs, but he basically lived with like a thousand pigs on his farm and he just let them roam through the house. They crapped all over his house. I mean, nasty dude, but he killed like 30 people, I think it was, that he's suspected of. I think so. I think oh, it, wow. It, yeah, it's quite And he would feed it. That's where the whole story is about feeding them to the pigs came from. I remember a movie about that. There was a movie about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I don't have any honorable mentions. My number five is Nanny Doss, the giggling granny. Uh, she killed yeah, 12, giggling granny. Yeah, <laughs> she killed 12 people. They're mostly blood-related um, relatives that she killed. Right, right. Oh, my gosh, I'm saying cake. <laughs> you want to do yours? What, number five? Yeah, what's your number five? Um, so probably it'd be Rod Farrell. It's oh, yeah. not the most known case, but you probably heard it referred to as the vampire murders, the vampire clan murders out of Tennessee. So it was him, his girlfriend, other guy, Scott Anderson, and another girl went down to Florida to pick up his ex-girlfriend, went to steal her parents' car, and he basically beat her parents to death with a crowbar like 30 times each. Oh, um, my God. And they were like, they, he believed he was a 200-year-old vampire. They drank each other's blood. It was there's a movie called Vampire Clan about it. yeah. it's just such a crazy story. It's always it's one of those ones that is stuck in my brain. It's just nuts. I think but, it, yeah, but, it sticks in your brain because you you can't relate to these people. So it makes no. you drive them. <laughs> it is insane. All right, what's your number five? Uh my number five is actually somebody that it's a little shameless plug here, but we covered her, uh, Leonardo Cinchulli, and she's actually an Italian woman serial killer which I think is super interesting. Um, she she was active, I think it was the late 18, 1800s, but uh, she's one of my favorite stories to tell because her life was just so sad that you go between feeling so horribly for her to just thinking she's the most twisted human being on the planet. And it, it's one of those where you don't feel... I don't know. I hate to say I don't feel bad for it. She almost did her. She's she basically, in a long story short, she had like 10 kids. Eight of them died or something like that before yeah. the age of like eight. Yeah. Oh, shit. She's and stuff. But she eventually, she had one snapped. surviving son and she snapped. He was sent off to war and to save his life. She was convinced that she had to sacrifice other lives to keep him, you know. And turn them into soap. Did she wash herself with the soap or did she sell the soap? She, she washed her. She sold the soap because she owned a soap shop and then she bathed her son with the soap. And mind you, he was in his, he was in his 20s. 20s. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I, yeah, there's like, there's so many, like, um, like I said, I haven't made it too super far, you know, whatever 12 hours is, because that's pretty much what I listened to. So I, I think you had I one or two, um, two part, two-part episodes i think so yeah, i've been two-part around ted bundy and i think was it, it was um 
Dorothea. Another one, and then also Dorothea Puente. Dorothea yes. Killer Green. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, you know, I've I've gotten you know, 12 hours into your podcast. And I just, I haven't heard of a lot of these and I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like, I did not know people like this. I mean, I know people like this existed, but like just hearing these actual stories is insane. I know it is. Um, so my number four is actually a tie. Um, one of them is because of your podcast, the Gainesville Ripper. Um, that that yes. was a super interesting story. Um, and then Amelia Dyer, who, you know, I think London, she killed like 400, they suspect she killed like 400 babies. That's insane. Yeah, the Gainesville one's awesome to me because yeah, all the ones you see with me are like there's a pop culture aspect to it. Yeah, and obviously that was the basis for Scream, and that's where they came up with the idea for all that. So that's always mm -hmm. a crazy and, one too. And I didn't know that. I mean, I kind of should have figured, but I guess I never really thought about it because um, right. a lot of a lot of movies now have some sort of influence from real life stuff. So I oh. never, but I never really thought about it. But to hear like the story and then like how just how all that played out i was like oh my god this is insane I know. and then how he displayed his victims and, and, so, and, and it, he was actually my number four too so we're killing two birds oh <laughs> nice so, but that that part of the story where he had the mirrors all around it's for the pure shock value for mm -hmm. me i mean it was just he's just another anomaly yeah well he definitely <laughs> succeeded with the shock value he definitely did absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. That's my number four. <laughs> yeah, my number four is another one that's kind of unknown. Uh, it was Jasmine Richardson and Jeremy Stinky. So this is another one out of Canada. She was the youngest person to ever be convicted of multiple first-degree murders in Canada. She was 13 at the time. Uh, her and her 23-year-old boyfriend, who thought he was a 500-year-old werewolf. They basically went and killed both of her parents, and she had a, like a six or eight, no, eight-year-old brother. They don't know who did it, but one of them cut his throat. Like oh when he God. came out to see what the commotion is, one of them cut his throat. The craziest part of this story, this was back in 2006, I believe. Craziest part of the story is as of 2016, she is out of prison. What? Yeah. She is, he is in prison for life. He is never getting out because he was 23. Because she was 13, Canadian law says she can only be held for so long. She basically went to like an insane asylum for a little bit and then to, you know, minor security prison. And then she was out when she was what, 23, 24. Oh, oh my God. God. That's insane. Her whole family. Yeah, it's nuts. That's crazy. I'm sorry, but, no. you know, 13 year olds, they know better. I mean, I know there's like obviously like influence and stuff, but like, come on now. Yeah, I think yeah, she that's, should. Well, that's Canada, but she could have. She be, would have been tried as an an adult down here in the U.S. Yeah, I, it, that's a tough one. Because that was pretty recent. Like I said, it was like 2006. It wasn't a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, this wasn't back in the day. Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, all right, so my number three is actually another one because of your your podcast. I'd never heard of Dorothea Puente, but that one, I like you guys had me sucked in with that story. Like it was such just hearing her whole history and everything, yeah. like that was such a great story. Sounds she weird was, to say it that way. <laughs> it was, well, she, her story just like from childhood was something else. Yeah. I mean, she was quite, and I love the fact that she wrote a cookbook at the end of her life and it was like one of the best sellers I, you know and i kind of want to check out her cookbook like i remember you saying that and i was like i kind of want to check it out like i kind of want to look at it <laughs> but i don't want to pay for it because no, you know, no 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 yeah, you'll end up on a watch list yeah i, I probably already you're on, a watch list. you're on a couple of watch lists right now yeah probably <laughs> i think my number three jen is uh the butcher baker robert hansen what that you, the butcher baker he, sounds familiar. He, they made a movie about him, Frozen Ground. It had uh, John Nicholas, Cusack, Nicholas Cage, Cage, and uh, Vanessa Hudgens in it. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, so he's an Alaskan serial killer. I think it was 17. Well, they say 17 victims, but there's lots more unidentified. Um, but he was uh, an active serial killer in the 70s and 80s. And what is crazy about him is two things. One, he would abduct these girls, and they all lived kind of on the outskirts of society where he made sure that, or he thought nobody would miss them. Of course, somebody always misses you. We're all prostitutes. But um, he would 
hold him, hold them for days, and then he would, I guess he was an avid hunter, a trophy hunter, and he would hunt these pearls. He would take them up in their helicopter, his helicopter, drop them in the middle of the wilderness, tell them run, and then hunt them. He was awful. Oh my God. And what's so crazy is all these years that he was active and just holding the city of Anchorage, you know, in fear, he ran a uh, bakery, owned it, where all the cops would come and have their coffee and eat donuts in the morning. Oh my God. I was waiting for you to say he cooked, he cooked them into his food. Yeah, I mean, you never know with us. No, but that is an awesome movie too. If you ever get it, if you ever if you hear the episode or you, know it, you want to check it out from Frozen, it's called Frozen Ground. It is fantastic. Very loosely based. Don't look at it for factual, you know. John Cusack does a good job playing the mannerism of Robert. what was it called again? Frozen Ground. It's just Frozen Ground, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't watch movies too often, but I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, that's a good one. You'll like that one. Yeah. My turn again for the number three. Yeah. Yep. So Another international superstar, um, Andre Chikatilo from Russia. He was the uh, Rusov Ripper. I think he confessed to like 56. He would basically murder, mutilate, and do a whole bunch of other things to women and children. Oh, wow. Uh, all throughout Russia. Well, Rusov, really. That's one I don't think I'm going to cover. It's, it's a gruesome it's, it's one, a hard one. Which is, again, <laughs> you know, these are the ones we're talking about that I'm taking are ones that really stick out to me. Yeah. They're so traumatizing. This one is just gnarly like it yeah. is bad uh, i don't know a, if i've heard of him true mod, the, Roos, the red ripper the rooster ripper mm-hmm. he's pretty famous for <laughs> international serial yeah i mean it seems like there's a lot of rippers because like uh, when you're talking about rippers. the prostitutes like that was a common thing especially with what was it the sacramento ripper that's what yeah. he was doing was was getting the the prostitutes and then um it's funny because that actually moves into my number two jack the ripper Jack the Ripper, yeah. You stole my number two. Yeah. Oh, look at us. We look at us getting ties. <laughs> and that's like the same thing. It's the same thing as I said to Zodiac. Never been caught. Yeah. yeah. That's and, and that's that crazy. He was, such a, he was such a high society individual, I believe, because mm-hmm. he was a, basically a skilled surgeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that time period, he would have been very high society in London. It's just crazy. And again, like you said, he's taking off prostitutes, which we've we've covered that in a bunch of episodes. It's basically. They know that one, the cops aren't going to believe them if they go to the cops. And two, mm-hmm. no one's really going to miss a lot of them because they're most of them don't have families. They're not in contact mm-hmm. with their families, so they're easy targets. Uh, yeah. Especially back in the seventies or even before that. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. The FBI did a whole um, and their behavioral unit when it first came out. They did a whole analysis of why serial killers target women, you know, who are in, you know, have lead a lifestyle like that. And working women and they, you, they had to do an analysis i feel like it's pretty obvious why they targeted you yeah. know women you that work the night no one would miss them right but it goes deeper than that. a lot of these people thought that their moms were you know working in that industry so oh, they God. they have a hatred towards women in that industry a lot of hatred towards women period because of their period, moms period because of their yeah so it's a whole or because of an ex-girlfriend in the case of like ted bundy all these other ones who got scorned by some ex-lover, and then they literally murdered dozens of people that looked just like them. Yeah, the Gainesville Ripper. <laughs> yeah, he's the same. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. All right, Courtney, what was your number two? My number two, oof, Bob Verdella, the Kansas City Butcher. You'll have to get to that episode, Jim. That one threw me through a loop. So he, um, he kept the torture log, and you can actually – See it if you would like to on Reddit. Highly don't recommend it. One out of ten do not recommend to look that up. But he would abduct these young men, again, prostitutes. Uh, I think it was in the 70s and 80s. But um, he would hold them sometimes for up to six weeks and keep them as slaves. And he would just do these horrible things to them. Drano in the ears to try to... Like just, just messed up crap. And he kept a a log of what he was doing. Yeah. It was insane. Absolutely insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he would keep these guys for up to six weeks. One of them, how he eventually got caught, I think it's pretty cool. The guy just got away. He escaped through a bedroom window. Because yeah. the dude would leave him in his house and just go to work. Yeah. Like nothing happened. Wow. And then he'd come back to his daily routine when he was out of work. Yeah. He was a monster. But again, he looked just like your weird, quirky neighbor, you know? Mm-hmm. 
that seems to be like another common thing is like, you know, these, these regular everyday people that they raise absolutely no suspicion. And I mean, obviously we have the ones that are obviously crazy that you're like, Oh yeah, I could definitely see that. But a lot of the times it's like, really that person did that. Yeah, It's like yeah. that one, like she said, like Robert Hanson, you talk about BTK, even Ted Bundy, like all these famous people, Ed Gein, yeah. they all were just, you didn't know what was going on behind closed doors. There was mm-hmm. sadistic Trust crazy no time. one ever. That's one thing we always say. <laughs> no, you say don't ever help anyone on the side of the road. No, I always I said that with Bundy. I said, you know what? What about me? Looks like I can help you load your boat onto the back of your car. Yeah. <laughs> help yourself. Oh, <laughs> oh poor Scott. Look, I figured it out. He says, uh oh, I'm weird and quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah, just it's a little weird. bit. Um, all right, so my number one, Patrick, you've already mentioned it a couple times, the Zodiac Killer. That that's my number one case. Yeah, that's a that's just a crazy case. Just like one, he was never caught. Two, just how he toyed with the world. Like he yeah. just he just made it a game and like no, he's like, You're not gonna beat me at this. Like, mm-hmm. good luck, have fun. Do you think he's still alive? I don't. I, I he know. was, he would have to be at least 70, because that was like 50 years ago, so he would have been mm-hmm. probably in his 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt he's still alive. I don't know if we'll ever know an answer to that one. Yeah. Kind of like Jack the Ripper, he's over 100 years old, and he's still alive. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely not. <laughs> Didn't you mention, I think in the, the Black Dahlia episode, somebody that they suspected was the... I'm going to get to that, because that's my number one. Oh, okay. I, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my number one, Jen, which you took, again, it's fine. <laughs> it's uh, the vampire killer. And he had all the names. Anthony, Stephen, Richard, Trent, Chase. That's oh, my God. Full name. Yeah. And uh, never trust a guy with more than three names. Just never do it. That's what no. we learned from the yeah. Anthony Richard Trent. He's got four first names. That's messed up. But I think yeah. that he was, like you said, that was our most disgusting episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the one that gave me nightmares. And, um. He killed six people in the span of only one month in the late 70s. But I think the manner in which he killed them, he was very sick. He was not well. Mm-hmm. Um, evil, I don't know. I mean, he didn't deserve to be out, in, you know, living amongst us. But it's hard to tell because he was so sick. Mm-hmm. And he really felt that he needed to drink people's blood to stay alive. And it's a disorder, and I forget the name of it, but he would mutilate people in the most horrible ways and drink their blood. And it's just one of those, it just makes you shake your head. Like, there's people really out there walking around, and really truth is stranger than fiction. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. I have to say he's my number one just because he gave me nightmares. He scares me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mess. Yeah, number number one for me, kind of going back to your Jack the Ripper, is H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. So he was dubbed America's first serial killer out of Chicago. He was, um, you know, he had the murder castle. He had, mm-hmm. he bought that land, that building, which was supposedly like a hotel, that, you know, rumored to have gas chambers, crematorium, torture chambers, trap doors, secret tunnels, secret tunnels all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because he was, he was, this is why him and Jack the Ripper are so closely tied is, he was originally a doctor. He got kicked out of being a doctor and all this stuff. He never mm-hmm. finished school, but he studied medicine. He was a surgeon. The craziness comes into play is where, you know, H.H. H. Holmes disappears. He stops killing for two years-ish. Mm-hmm. And there are ship manifests of him going to England. And then Ripper starts. And then the Ripper stops. And there's a ship manifest of him coming back. There was even a TV show about him. Oh, wow. Me and Jack the Ripper. No one can confirm either way. Like, he's just... He fits it perfectly because of his medical background, the mm-hmm. timeline going up, but it's to this it's day. It's all circumstantial. Like, you can't prove it. Yeah, no right. one really knows if it was him or not. It's just, it's, just, it's very coincidental if it wasn't him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, is yeah, he, he the one good. that he did like weird experimental people like sewing uh, like limbs and shit to other people? Like, is he, is that the one that did he that? Did with, he did that with cadavers. Uh, he would steal cadavers out of the medical student, out of the medical Cool. Yeah, they he didn't would, do it to real people. In his in the back, out back of the castle, they would find yeah cadavers that he had experimented with. I think it's hard to say if he did it on anyone who was alive and like mm-hmm. came to him for medical help. It they, wasn't surprising. They knew he did it because he never finished medical school. Mm-hmm. So they knew mm-hmm. he did it because he just got he actually got arrested for stealing cadavers, cadavers. from I think it was oh, the University wow. of Michigan. Um, 
but yeah, he was, he got it and he was chopping them up and sewing them back together and dissecting them and doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was actually the first serial killer I ever read about. That's why I asked mm-hmm. if he was the one that like sewed limbs on the, like did there's like, like in the human centipede, like kind of re- referencing him. Roughly based on him. Yeah. I've yeah. heard that speculated too. Oh, that movie messed me up too. <laughs> and he is, he is dubbed as America's first true serial killer. Yeah. He was. He was. Oh my gosh. Did we, okay. Did we all do our, Top five? Did we finish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had brain fog. Okay. So, um, how how did you guys get started with sharing these amazingly gruesome stories? She's been doing it for as long as I've known her, but no. uh, She's she's been a true crime fanatic and a horror. We both are horror film. You know, we've probably seen every damn horror movie there is out there right now. And then uh, we were just looking at something. She came up with the idea one day and was like. Screw it, let's do it. Have fun. And we really, yeah, we really thought bombs, and we'll do two episodes. Nobody would listen either. Be gone if it does well. Cool. It's a side project. It'll be fun. And then we we um, found this little community of podcasters and other true crime podcasters. Uh, Can I shout them out real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Helping us grow. Um, We got M3 Murder Mystery and Mayhem, and that's Sam and Paige. Awesome podcast. Check them out. Uh, True Crime B&B with Beth and Bailey. They're a mom and daughter duo. So that's really cool. Aww. And Live, Laugh, Murder with Joanna and Carmen. And Creme de la Crime with Sam Randall. And all of them, we kind of just learned from each other. We all started around the same time, kind of learned from each other. And I wouldn't know half the stuff that I do about podcasting if it wasn't for you and them. I mean, we've learned so much from you guys. That's That's awesome. need to go to y'all with any issues that we're having. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Scott asked, have you visited any of these infamous scenes of the killings? Um, scenes of the killings. Not any of the ones I talked about. No, I, there's one that we will cover. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Henry, Henry and Otis. What's her, what's Henry's last name? I think it's Lee, Henry Lee Jones, is that right? I have no idea. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But he actually committed a murder near where I grew up in a small town in Texas. And oh, wow. so I guess I inadvertently have and didn't know it. Um, no, I haven't visited really any crime scenes. I've visited more of the haunted places. The haunted places, places, yeah. I've been to Myrtle's Plantation. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. Yeah, the only one I've went to is Amityville, the Amityville house. Yeah. I just uh-huh. I just went out in front of it and you know took a picture because obviously like people are living there, but I'm like yeah. I'm I'm here like I have to go see this this famous house, you know. Um, I don't I try not to do haunted things too much because like I really get in my feelings with it, you know. So like yeah. the the yeah. Ohio Penitentiary, like I'm not gonna go. Like I would love to. You know, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to get scared like that. Absolutely. We're researching um, the true story of the exorcist case because the little boy is actually a little boy who was possessed that they based the movie The Exorcist mm-hmm. off of. And um, he recently passed away. So they were able to release his name and the actual info of everybody involved, all the priests and everything. So we did an episode on him. And I'm telling you, researching that <laughs> gave me the heebie-jeebies. It is much crazier than the Exorcist book. It it's is much crazier. So oh crazy, yeah. I can't wait to hear that episode. Because <laughs> 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 I, I did not know that was based off of anybody. Yeah. I should have known. Like know. everything, everything's based off of something. Like that's insane. So many of them. I mean, like you take so many movies like Leatherface, right? Based off of Ed Gein, basically. Yeah. There's all these other shows and movies that are based off of, loosely based off of Bundy or the Night Stalker or BTK or uh, yeah. Co-Ed Killer or any of these. It's crazy story. I mean, they, they, they're they good for a horror movie. They are. Yeah. That's basically what it is. You can't think this crap up. The human mind can't make this <laughs> I, stuff up. I honestly don't yeah. think you could create this in your mind. And if you do, you're nuts. I mean, I was going to say, I kind of feel like you can because these people obviously created these these situations and these events. So I definitely think that somebody could create like, oh, here's this great idea for a movie. But yeah, that you're probably right. There's probably something wrong with them if they're able to create that in their head just for a story. Maybe not, but they got some dark, they got some dark demons they're dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Um, So can we talk about the Black Dahlia for a minute? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that 
episode. Um, you know, we all know we all know about Black Dahlia. They they never caught the killer, and you know how she was drained and split in half and all that stuff. And you know, we've seen all the portrayals, and they have portrayals of her in like the video games, movies, TV shows, because I think they even did. Um, and it's actually funny because the one in American Horror Story that mm-hmm. actually kind of aligns with what you were saying with your theory that you know mm-hmm. I, one of you had mentioned something about an abortion or something, and obviously we know that one doctor in American yeah. Horror Story was doing that, and then she mm-hmm. died. So um, I can't remember the name of the guy you said that you think is the one that did it. I have to think back too. Um, she tried to dump as much of it out of her brain. Yeah, no, and I, I don't blame you one bit. I, I wouldn't be able to retain <laughs> half this stuff, anyways. But um, so that that doctor, and here's my theory: because there was that call from that apartment complex or whatever with the former police chief. I think it's all related. I think the there's neighbor. more. I got yeah. it. I'm here. Okay. So I really think that there there was more than one person. Like I think it is very possible that maybe that ex-police chief or former police chief actually murdered her and then that doctor is the one that mutilated her body to right. kind of throw them off the tracks like i think it was more than one person that did that. Yeah, there's a whole conspiracy theory behind all that it's like you're talking about like a high mm-hmm. society everybody was coming for each other with inner, mm-hmm. inner network of people and the neighbor the doctor he was a neighbor too right they heard didn't they hear ruckus in his apartment and a girl screaming as and well. then they brought yeah they said that they Honor. brought somebody up yeah and they saw the body on the gurney. So the police chief or somebody in law enforcement would have to be involved in order to dump her body mm-hmm. where everybody would see it the very next morning. Yeah, so. which would make sense with that guy being a former police chief, like, the, you know, the especially as corrupt as they were back. I mean, the cops yeah. are corrupt now, but like they were super yeah. corrupt back in the day doing the much. dealings with the mobs and all that stuff. So with him being yeah. a former police chief, like I could absolutely see them like, we got you covered. You're not going to get in trouble for this. Yeah, it's just, but I mean, it's the only thing that really makes sense. Yeah, you know? it's I mean, crazy. It's crazy I think story. Definitely, I think, I think that's what happened. Yeah. The only thing that plays out. It wouldn't make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's unfortunate, these these cases that go unsolved that will never, at least in our lifetime, you know, maybe in the future where they figure out time travel and being able to go back in time and watch like video recording or yeah. something, then they'll figure it out. But like, unfortunately in our lifetime, like we're never going to know like who was the Zodiac killer, who was Jack the Ripper, who, who, you know, killed um, Elizabeth Short. Like we're never going to yeah. know those things. It's, it kind of sucks. Elizabeth, and then she becomes such an icon, right? I mean, movies yeah. made about her and I mean, it's just insane. She's a, a pop culture icon mm-hmm. and she was somebody's daughter and you know her like there's a memorial to her to the day where she grew up and you know she was somebody's kid yeah <laughs> her unsolved case i mean it's one of those cases i don't think it can ever be solved i mean yeah which i don't think so especially at this point yeah there's no evidence left and they made sure of that yeah they got rid of that pretty quick very convenient mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly all right, so this is the age-old question. So I, I, I'm majoring in psychology. I don't have my degree yet, but that's my major. And I get it in every single, like literally every single psychology class, this question comes up and I've probably answered it at least 15 times. Nature versus nurture. Yeah. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. I mean... It's tough because it's a case by case basis. I think it's a case by case basis, right? Mm-hmm. You see, you know, we've obviously covered twenty uh, something serial killers on the podcast, and every time we talk about it, and every time you can see, you know, some of them are just born evil. There's like, was it who was it that was killing people? Oh no, was it, wasn't the game store? I can't remember. Or was well, it Bundy wasn't too nice, but he wasn't killing people. No, but he was like torturing his sister when he was like four with a knife. Yeah, that was. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you can see things like that. They're just not right in the beginning from the, from the very beginning. And you got to think that some of these people are just aren't evil to begin with. Mm-hmm. But you look at a lot of the other ones and they endure just horrible upbringings, abuse, neglect. Doesn't excuse know, it, but horrible things yeah. that happen to them that I think it's a combination of both. Like they're just evil to begin with, but I think mm-hmm. this brings out their evil tendencies. It brings out their anger. It helps they be, they're angrier. They want to enact violence. You look at Ted Bundy. You know, he was evil and all that stuff, but the breakup of his ex-girlfriend is what set him on this rampage of killing, you know, brown hair, long brown hair women. Mm-hmm. All, like, like, he literally killed everybody. Who was it? 
the hitchhiker killer who was never caught in Florida. He did the same thing. It was always a brown-haired girl, hair parted down the middle between the ages of 13 and 18, every single one of them. So oh, wow. there's there's obviously an evil in there, but I think that evil is kind of nurtured. I think that evil is nurtured. So it's, to me, it's both. You know what got me into true crime in the beginning was learning the why people do this, you know, the the psychology behind it. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, it was years ago, and like when I first started listening to podcasts, and there was, he was a psychologist, and he was a psychopath. <laughs> and he's had brain scans, and his they would compare his brain scans next to someone like Bundy, and there's just certain parts of his brain that lights up where yours and I wouldn't, you know, Mm -hmm. but he went on to live an admirable life. You know, he has a wife, he has kids. He Mm -hmm. hasn't killed anyone. Um, He says there is, you know, empathy. He's missing empathy. He's missing the ability to hurt for other people, but he's been able to live a life, you know, free of crime. So there can be people with, I don't want to say like a mental illness, but a disorder or, um, you know, someone who has like a narcissist mm-hmm. on the scale of narcissism that doesn't go out there and hurt people. I don't know if it, I think a lot of it has to do with nurture, but then again, are there some people who are just born to be bad regardless of their upbringing? We've seen that too. We've seen, we've seen, you know, people with wonderful upbringings that have just gone off the deep end so it's hard Mm -hmm. to say it's really hard to say and I I think like Pat says it's a case-by-case basis yeah I I mean I definitely agree that I think it is a case-by-case basis but I I do think that it's more nature than nurture just because of those cases that, you know, where they have a wonderful upbringing and they still end up doing some evil things. And the end of the day, whether you have the power of empathy or not, you know, right from wrong. Like it doesn't matter if you, you know, and obviously we know that empathy, that's where a lot of our morality, you know, comes from. Like we can empathize with, you know, oh, it's bad to take somebody's life. But, right. you know, you even if you can't feel that, you know, so I think it's more I think it's more nature. And then nurturing yeah. is obviously not facilitating whatsoever with some of these right. cases. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like you said, there's definitely the nature part to it, because a lot of them say it's you hear them talk about it in their confessions. And all that, they have these urges. And mm-hmm. if you study their timelines, it's a, it's nothing that they can. They say they can't control it. They have this urge to kill or you know, rape or torture. But you'll notice that it starts out every year. And then it's every eight months and then it starts shortening because they, they, they need that fix. They can't control that urge less. Mm-hmm. So they start killing like every other day or every week. So, I mean, there's definitely like a, like you said, there's definitely a natural. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something. And I don't know if they're, I would assume that they're studying this because we know that chemical imbalances in the brain obviously cause a lot of, you know, misfires. And so, you know, people that suffer from like addiction, um, right they obviously have some sort of a chemical imbalance where they're seeking that, that extra, was it dopamine that they're looking for? So maybe that, maybe that's something there is what they should be looking at is like, Hey, Oh, you have these weird urges. Let's kind of see what your dopamine output is or something. I don't know. I'm not that smart. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If they could just get all these people before they start killing in a building. Yeah. (laughs) What's that movie? It's that Tom Cruise movie. They do that in a movie. Minority report. Yeah, they basically run like these scans on people and they're like, you're going to break the law and you're going to murder people in 2046. You're under arrest. Well, they had, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but like they had footage. So like they were able to like read the future and then see that, yeah, and see that like, oh, you're going to commit this crime in five minutes. So let me hurry up and intercept you and then make you guilty of something that you hadn't done yet. Like, I don't know. It's kind of a weird concept, but I do remember that movie. And I feel like that is, what's that? It'd come in handy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it would, but I just see, I I see a lot of problems with it. You know, people fighting back, like, how do you know I was going to do that? Like, that thing could be flawed. Like, maybe I was, yeah, like, maybe I was just thinking thoughts. Like, thinking thoughts is not illegal, you know? I I don't know. Like, I think it's weird, but I do think, so this is one, this is a weird, I guess, conspiracy theory that I might, that I have. So I do truly believe, even though like Hollywood references a lot of real life things, I think Hollywood has like a playbook. And I think that Hollywood also predicts a lot of things and like kind of, I don't, I brainwashes us into like, oh, that's totally normal. So when these things come yeah. up, like, oh, it's totally normal. So yeah. I do think that it's possible that sometime in the future, we will have something similar to Minority Report. 
I mean, nothing is out of the question. I mean, no. they definitely desensitize you to it, right? Right. And, and I think that's, that's their whole, that's their whole goal is like desensitizing and, you know, not to try to get on like a political rampant or whatever, but you know, they, they put these things into our heads like, Oh, it's okay for like little girls to be dancing like that. You know, Oh, it's okay for, you know, people to have these weird thoughts. Like, no, that's really not okay. Like don't desensitize us to that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Pop culture can be dangerous. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else do I have? Um, okay. So I, like I said, I binge, uh, binge watch. I binge listen to your podcast for like my, almost my whole 12 hour drive. And that's one thing that I love about your show is the fact that I can binge listen. There's the serial killer podcast. I love their podcast, but I cannot binge listen because they start their show off the exact same way every single time. And it's like, I almost have it down verbatim, you know, right. like, Oh, she's not a licensed psychologist, but she has done a lot of research for the show. It's like, Oh my God, can you guys change this up, please? So I really yes, love I that, that. Like, you know, it's, you guys are just, uh, it seems like a lot of times, like, I know you, I'm, I'm sure you have uh, things written down on like, you know, your notes and stuff, but it mm -hmm. just seems like a lot of the stuff just genuinely comes out and you're just kind of speaking from the heart. And I, I really love that about your show. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Yeah, that's, so much fun that's, why it's, that's why it is so much fun, right? It's not just 100% script. Obviously, Courtney does mm -hmm. a hell of a lot of research. She puts it all in this awesome storyline and notes, but, you know, that's where, you know, in the beginnings, we just kind of go off script and just what's going on kind of thing, and that's just that, mm -hmm. that ebb and flow. It makes it what, it's what's fun for us, because we sit there, you know, obviously, you listen to it, and you know you have, you know, I just sit there and talk shit, basically, the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, but that's what makes it fun, right? So it's like, I mean, it's fun for me too because a lot. Most of the time when we do these episodes, and you probably heard it the first couple. I don't even know what the episode is usually. I and I love that. Like the first couple episodes. Um, well, obviously the first one you knew because you guys started like you did a test run. I think is what <laughs> we it was. had to redo that. Yeah. But then I think it was like the second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I think it was the second and third episode that you guessed right and like you had no idea, and I'm like. I can hear the frustration in your voice that you're like, if you get this. <laughs> I mean, she's watched happily. The first couple ones she did, except for, well, except for Israel Keys and the Gorilla Killer. Yeah. I had no idea about those. Never heard of those in my life. But the other ones, she did a couple famous ones. They were pretty easy to kind of pick out when you're talking about Black Dahlia. He peeks, too. When, peek. I'm, when I'm researching, he'll come up behind me. I'm like, oh, he's falling. I, I love not knowing, but I hate not knowing. Like, I want to know what we're talking about this week. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta. I'll like, I'll like Google on my phone as we're doing it, trying to figure something out, like what's going on. She's like, get on your phone. I'm like, Sorry. Don't, yeah, don't do that. Take his phone yeah. away. Like everything should be a surprise to you. Like that's the whole point. I know. <laughs> Can't take my phone away right now because where all the music audio is. <laughs> we're here, yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. Um, we, I can maybe give you guys some tips when we get offline to. To maybe help with that. Um, so if you want to go ahead and explain, I love this. I, I love the whole background of evil pudding. Like, please explain to people the evil name, pudding. Right? <laughs> it is a great, it is a great name. And I, I was very curious, like how how you guys came up with it until I heard the explanation of the episode. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. Yeah, we racked our brain for a long time. I think that's all we worried about was the name for like a month. Well, yeah, because it was gonna be like most vile or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, we were we were talking. Uh, was it, was Israel Keys in the first one? It was the gorilla killer. The gorilla killer. Yeah, so we're talking, and she's talking about, you know, I'd love to, to your point, she's like, I'd love to study his brain and, you know, see what's going on in there. What do you think is going on? And I'd, I'd just call it a big mess of, like, evil pudding. Like, I said, yeah, a big mess of pudding. I said, what do you think his brain scam looked like? It was um, Feral, Leonard Feral. Yeah. And because uh, he had all sorts of issues. And Pat said a bowl of pudding. I said, "What flavor of pudding would it be?" He said, "No flavor." <laughs> and it just, you know, we got off, we got off that podcast, that episode. And we were like, "That's the name," because that's just fun and it's quirky and weird. And everyone's like, "Where did you come up with that?" Random. It's not your everybody doing, you know, like you said, murder podcasts. Like it's not yeah. the name of it. It's just, and it allows us to do more than just serial killers, right? We can just do anything, yeah, evil, anything, like a yeah, haunting, uh, cryptozoology, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. We can do that. Crypto what? Oh, he loves that stuff. <laughs> Cryptozoology. That's that's the that's the name for things like Bigfoot, Bigfoot. the Mothman, um, oh. the one that I grew up around with the Jersey Devil, yeah. the Primaries in Jersey. Uh, all those are fall under this category of cryptozoology. Werewolves. Oh, 
I did not know that that was the name of that stuff. I it's thought they were just scientific field. I did not uh, know that either. I thought, I mean, I figured it just fell under paranormal activity. Not yeah, paranormal. It does, but because there's, they don't know if it's real or not. So it's kind of like zoology, but like maybe real, maybe not. I don't really know. Yeah. Anything. And it, if you think about it, at one time, like even a gorilla was a cryptid. Yeah. At, at some point in time, you know. There were like, these legendary that? creatures that no one had ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden That's all true. Yeah, that's true. And you guys, you guys are going to go in. You guys go into some of that for your podcast. I think we'll, we might compile like a list of a few one day, and then go over all of them just briefly. I think the yeah. only one that has a real true backstory, like an actual backstory, is the Jersey Devil. And I might be mistaken. If anyone has it's any legend. recommendations, it's legends. I don't know the actual truth behind some of it. Yeah. Well, I mean. I feel like wouldn't Bigfoot and the Chupacabra they they would have some legend stories. They do, but they don't. Like it's all it's all, it's, it's all basically that's why they fall in this category because there's like not real actual evidence of them or yeah. real storylines. It's like I heard this story or this was a story that was told through the town or whatever it was where they came from. Like Mothman, yeah. Uh, like you said, Chupacabra is one of them. There's there's, a, there's actually a ton of Loch, Loch Ness monsters even one. Yeah, so I knew. Is it yeah. real? I, I mean, I feel like the Loch Ness Monster and the Bigfoot are real for sure. The Chupacabra, maybe. I don't know if I heard the Jersey Devil. I thought that was just like a sports team. Yeah. No, but that's where, the, that's where the New Jersey Devil get their name from, the hockey team, because of the Jersey Devil, which was located in the Pine Barrens, which is like literally like an hour, hour and a half east of Philly. Oh, wow. I did not know. So what is what is the Jersey Devil? The Jersey Devil is supposedly this like bat-winged, dragon-headed creature that the story was that back in like the 1600s, the family was a rival of Benjamin Franklin's almanac. They had their own almanac. They were a rival of his. Um, he basically put him out of business. The mother didn't want the baby she was about to have. Mm -hmm. and she, so she committed it to Satan. She committed the baby to Satan, and she had the baby. And the story says as, they had the, as she was holding the baby, changed form from a human baby to this creature and flew away shrieking. Uh, it's been accounted for like unexplained animal deaths. Uh, people have supposedly shot it, saw it, all these crazy stories for like hundreds of years. Oh my God. You totally hear it flying and like screeching in the air when you're out there. cattle as they always do. Cattle, dogs, deer. Is that what Jeepers Creepers is based off of? Because that's what I'm imagining. That's what I'm kind of, well, obviously loosely, but that, that's what I'm envisioning in my head is the Jeepers Creepers monster. Jeepers Creepers is kind of a cross between that and the Mothman, really. Yeah. Yeah. Mothman, definitely. That's a crazy one, too. That has a story. The Mothman has a good story behind it. I forgot about him. Well, let's hear it. I, I forgot remember. what town it was in. But, yeah, I think so. And it was, and it was, was it in the 50s? Yeah, there were cars involved, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I remember one woman was coming home from the grocery store, and she was unloading groceries and her baby and just saw the Mothman appear in the middle of nowhere. And did it kill her? Uh, no, it chased her. It chased her in her car. And it chased a couple other teens. It was West Virginia. Yeah. Point Pleasant yeah. area, West Virginia. And there was a whole bunch okay. of teenagers or lovers or you know, her. They would be driving out on this road. And they would see this giant man creature thing flying, and it would like chase their yeah. car, kind of like in Jeepers Creepers. Mm -hmm. And they said it had, like, if they, they saw its face, it would have like bright red, beady, fiery eyes. And like, yeah. it, was just, it would scream, and it would like, I think one of the accounts, when it screamed, like all their ears were bleeding. And, like, and all electronic devices. Yeah, all the electronic went. devices would go out in the car, and the car would turn off. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here. That's crazy. That's something you want to run into at night. No, definitely not. That's but that's something you guys should you you know you should do like an episode of these cryptozoology things Absolutely. and like and have Patrick teach you so then you'll be surprised. I can do and that. Then, I mean, and then peek off of his paper or in Google while he's talking, be like, oh, actually, uh, the wingspan was fifteen feet, not ten. I do that. I do do that. Uh, me nuts. No, but like that's one thing we love about the podcast. The way we do it is like. We'll come up with an idea just like that. So like we like we just talked about, we'll say, mm -hmm. screw it one week and we'll do it. And we basically take the approach of it's like, we can't do that. That's not what we do. We basically go, 
if it works, we can do it again. And if it doesn't, we'll never if it do doesn't, it again. We won't do it. And we've done that with a bunch, like we did that with the house State reformatory. And she even says on it, she's like, Hey, if you guys like it, we can do a prison series like once a month. We can do, you know, Eastern State Pen, because I'm familiar with that one. I've been mm-hmm. there, but had the crap scared out of me there. Uh, Alcatraz, all these other places. Mm-hmm. And that one, people are loving it. So it's like, all right, we'll do some more of those. We've done, you know, we did a live interview with uh, well, Vic Ferrari, oh, okay. yeah. who was a, a cop in, in uh, New York in the, the 70s and 80s out of the Bronx. We did it right after we did the torso killer who was killing in the Bronx in New York around the same time. And then we had a, we had a fan of the show reach out he wrote a couple books and he sent Courtney his book and then we ended up covering his story. It's on it's on Tracy's story, mm-hmm. one of our episodes. His dad killed his mom mm-hmm. and it, it details the years of abuse in the family and then all that stuff. And he went on to become like a motivational speaker and a, a men's health you know, speaker and an advocate and all these kind of things. He's like, at, at England. Just a, he's an awesome. We, like I said, we just tried all these random things and some of them did okay. Mm-hmm. Some of them did really well. People loved it. People were asking us for him to do his second book, basically. Yeah, so he's agreed to actually interview with us and do a part two so people can hear him. Yeah, he's gonna come on. He's not gonna. Do, he doesn't want to do video, but he's gonna come on and talk with us. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm super happy for you guys. Thank you. That's that's Thanks. great shit. I mean, obviously, like I'm, I'm rebranding. I mean, you know, we just we just All renamed right. the show. Um, it used obviously used to be called Headlines and Coffee. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, it was because I, I was super into politics, but politics yeah. doesn't feel good anymore. So I'm just trying to do things that like, yeah, um, that with you before. That's right. yeah, yeah. When we, we talked about Afghanistan back in yeah. August, um, but it's just, like I said, it doesn't feel good to me anymore. So now, like, I just want to focus on things that as weird as it is, brings me joy, even though it's, it's weird, true crime, but like, I just love hearing these stories and, you know, really? talking about it. Well, I mean, is it is it really weird? Be- I mean, is this an American thing? Like I did the video today and I said, I think mm-hmm. I know for sure it's an American thing. But like, is this a world like is everybody just obsessed with yeah. true crime? Why? I can tell you right now, I can pull up our anchor. At one point, we were number 11 in Portugal. Uh, we're, we're, we're in like 20 something countries. So it's not just the U.S. Like it's mm-hmm. all over Europe. Even South Africa. Some people, somebody in South Africa listened to this. Well, really they weird. might not be true crime fans. They might just be like, "Oh my God, these stupid Americans." <laughs> yeah, but we have we have, we have friends that the two the two guys out of Portugal have their own true crime podcast. Yeah, it's a crime. Yeah, but I mean, why do you think we're so obsessed? Like, what is it that we just love hearing about these gory things? I don't know if it's the gory things. I think it's you know humans are curious by nature, and we want to mm-hmm. understand things. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times when you have these horrific crimes, even as they happen today or hundreds of years ago, you want to just understand like what the hell happened? Like why did this happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing you see in every, you know, you and I have been both in law enforcement for years, military. You see it all the time. People want to understand what happened. Like, why yeah. did that happen? So I think I don't care if it's someone stole your iPhone. Like, why would you steal my phone, dude? Like, what yeah. is that? all the way up to mass murders? Like, why did you do this? So I think it's just the fascination and the the desire just to to understand. It's human nature to want to make all the pieces of the puzzle fit, you know? And I think that that, even from the smallest, just menial case to the big, huge cases, the um, viral cases like Ted Bundy, Mm -hmm. I mean, we all just want to make the pieces fit and understand why and how come is this going to happen again? Could this happen again? Yeah. It's addicting. And it's also a relief, too, from... You know, the day-to-day, I know for me, when, you know, that's what I do to, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but that's what I do to kind of come down after a long day. Well, it's, it's, it's the same friends. as, like, both me and Jen, because I know Jen plays games, she's on Twitch. Yeah. I come home from work on a long day, and all I want to do is kill people and call of duty. Like, it's, <laughs> that's my that's my release. And then I think yeah. it's the same, whether it's true crime, like, horror movies, we watch, like I said, we watch tons of horror movies, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, you know, a little bit, like you talked earlier, there's a little bit of dopamine there, there's a little adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. But it's also that's what we like. It's enjoying. I'm not running out, putting on a Jason mask and hacking up half the town. No, definitely not. Even though I'm pretty sure, like between the three of us, like I'm pretty sure with everything that because I used to watch nothing but CSI. Like I was addicted, and I, I I had to stop because I would be just driving down the road, be like, oh, I could hide a dead body there. Jen, what the fuck are you doing? Like you can't. And so like I'm pretty sure we could get away with it. Listen, don't fucking come at me, FBI. Like I know you're listening, but I'm just saying like it's just crazy. Like these things, and we I guess we're we could 
this is going to sound really fucked up. F again, FBI, don't come after me. But I guess like in a way, we kind of vicariously live through these stories. Like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. It also makes you feel normal in comparison. <laughs> I mean, I'll just be completely honest. You, you know, that's true. Because there's times, especially the past couple weeks for me, where I have felt like a, a fucking crazy person. And yeah, then, same. you know, you listen to like your podcast and you, you're hearing this about this guy who's... You know, walking around looking like a fucking gorilla traveling, what was it, uh, Oregon to Cali to Arizona or New Mexico? Oh my God, he was everywhere. Yeah, he was in Canada. He was burying. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, he ended up in Canada. Yeah. yeah. He was burying kill kits all across the country. Like, what? Oh, yeah, the kill kit. Was that the gorilla killer? Israel. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Israel Keys. Like, that one was a crazy story, too. Like, I, you know, yeah. like the fact that he had kill kits, like, pre planned out, like, there's still some of his kill kits out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was a time when I wondered if she was going to get away from necrophilia on the show. Like every oh, episode. my God. Yeah, that was like the first three episodes was like necrophilia. And then, probably, and then... I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, they're all. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is, every time she's like, oh, this one's going to be crazy. I'm like, then the last one? Like, the crazy last the last one. one. <laughs> like, can it get? So what's the craziest one that you've told so far? <laughs> Fucking best place. He's I mean, like, oh. the lady was making soap out of dead bodies because she was trying to sacrifice him to rescue her, her, her son. And then you got Ted Bundy who was stockpiling corpses up on his mountain and having, you know, having sex with them after they were decapitated. The Gainesville guy, Israel, the Briley brothers. Which were, one? I guess I should rephrase it this way. Which one took you like the most by a most surprise? Like you were like, Briley I was not brothers. expecting to hear that one. The Briley brothers, Briley brothers definitely took me by surprise. You know why? It's rare to find one really, like, a person bad enough to be a serial killer. And then you find three, and they're all brothers. I mean, it's it, that's insane to me. And these yeah. were brothers who did not come from a bad family. You know, the, these are brothers who... They had, were just pure evil. They, their parents were terrified of them. You they, know, they had the dad had, like, five locks on their bedroom door. But, I mean, they would just like yeah, to keep they his were, thumbs out of his room. They would. Yeah. What got me about them is they how mean they were. I know they're all mean. They kill no, people. No, they were different. But they would light people on fire, and they would just like, brutally murder people just because they're walking down the street because they're bored. Well, just to, like they want to rob them, and all they get out of it is a radio, and then they light them on fire. You know, I mean, that just that blows my mind. I can't understand that, and I'm, I'm glad I can't. But were, that that really gets me too. They were really one of the ones that really just doesn't make sense. Like some of the other ones people. you see, like oh, this is unnecessary. They they took unnecessary to just like she said to another level. Like I'm stealing your radio. That's all I can get. I'm pissed off. I'm gonna light you on fire. Not to mention that the youngest one was 12. Yeah, the youngest one. Was 12. The oldest one was only what 21. Yeah, I, he was. Yeah. Oh my so god. Yeah, I wasn't. Twelve year old. How much can you fault him? I mean, I fault him, but you do. But the two older ones were the mock. The you didn't stand a chance with brothers like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I can. It's it's really tricky. Tricky. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's complicated when it involves kids. Like when a kids are oh, the yeah. ones doing it, because it's like, okay, well, obviously he's being influenced by his brothers. He knows right from wrong. Like you can't tell me. Like everybody knows you're not supposed to kill people. Like that that right. is a given. You know, regardless of your religious background. You, whether you have empathy or not, we all know that killing people is wrong. Right. But like at the same time, like, okay, you're 12. Like how much can you really control? Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so hard to, to gauge it, you know? Yeah. And then you think about the see that he's 12. So he's trying to gauge that, but he's also got a 21 and 18 year old brother who are probably two or three times his size. Right. The oldest one was huge. Well, yeah. and that's what I'm saying is like, so how, how much of it with him partaking, like how much was he doing because he felt pressure by his brothers or because he actually wanted to do it? She actually goes into that a lot when you get to yeah. the episode. Oh, well. He didn't take part in an actual killing and a rape until the very end. I think it was their last crime. But, um, it's spoiler alert, but he, they, he did end up at 12. Well, I think he was 13 or 14 by the time he got tried. He did end up getting a life sentence, but because he gave up his brothers and so much information, he He's under the witness protection program now, so his name his name changed, and we don't know where he's being held. Was this recent? This was in the seventies. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it was in Virginia. They're all in the damn 70s, I'll tell you. 70s was a time, man. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, like, I feel like the 70s and then uh, the 20s, I think were like the, the roaring two, 20s, yeah. Yeah. Prohibition like and all of that, yeah, played into it. Yeah. You know, in the 70s, I don't know what it was about the 70s, but I know what it wasn't was that no one talks. Like, not like, you know, law enforcement today, I and mean, we've talked about this, you've probably heard us talk about it on the show. You know, you and I know you got radios, right? You got somebody going from another town, another state. You got crime databases. You didn't have all that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like in Ted, like Ted Bundy's a perfect case. They didn't know he was wanted for murder over here or over here or over here. And so everybody started talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them you see that with. They don't know. They're traveling all over killing. Yeah. They don't know that these things are happening in other towns until finally somebody puts it together. And, mm-hmm. and, and obviously the FBI yeah. came up with the, um, the DNA database and mm-hmm. the crime database. And everyone was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. All the shit's the same. When the state started talking, I think we got to see less serial killers like Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I wonder how often like that still happens because I'm sure like, especially because people are, I don't want to say they're smarter now, but they have so much information available to them and so much mm-hmm. influence that, you know, Please don't take any ideas from me. Like, I don't, I feel so weird talking about this. If anybody's listening, listen, don't be like, oh, I got this idea from HNC Buddies, the podcast. So, blame generator. Um, but I just feel like if you're going to go on a multi state, you know, killing spree, you know, maybe you kill them a specific way in Ohio and then you go up to Michigan, you kill them a different way and like you make it different. So, I wonder how many, if there's more than just the 65 and they just haven't put together, like, you know, things like that. We have, and we, like you said, we have a lot more information available to us, which means we have to make sure our kids are safer online. We have to be safe online. You know, like we keep our locations off. We're not going to post when we get to Krispy Kreme Donuts that we're at Krispy Kreme Donuts on, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever road. And, you know, we're going to play it smart because there's crazy people out there. There, Oh my God, they're so crazy. And I, that's, that's the part I really struggle with. Is like mm-hmm. how like and I like I okay you take mental illnesses out of it yeah and you just think like you take the person as as their core and you're like how are you okay with doing this to another human being and how do you even come up with this shit yeah yeah and I think that's the age old question we just yeah. can't understand it yeah. and these people have been around forever I mean yeah. we covered like old-time serial killers and looked into some old-time, like in the Old West. Well, we even, yeah, like you talk about um, Boone, Boone, whatever his name is. But we even covered, you know, we talked about Salem Witch, Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, was awesome. one of my favorite episodes because it's, you know, it's all, the, like I said, I always like the pop culture aspects of all this stuff, and obviously Salem mm-hmm. Witch Trials are famous. But if you actually follow the real story of it, it's nothing like everyone thinks it is. It was literally a bunch of mean girls pointing at people calling them witches, and they would just kill them. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured that's what, what it was anyways, because with, especially with religion being as prominent as it was mm-hmm. back then, yeah. like with everything, but I mean, it's been yeah. going on like she's, so it's been going on for hundreds of years. People just, yeah. thousands, probably thousands of years. I'm sure there were probably serial killers and murderers back in oh, yeah, for sure. you know, 2000 BC, but they just, well, look at Vladimir Taylor. Yeah, there you go. Technically a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. But those, those were back then, it was all battles and war and crime. So mm-hmm. he just impaled everybody on stakes. Yeah. So who who would be, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but who would be the first documented serial killer ever? Um, In America, we wouldn't say it was H.H. H. Holmes because then we would have like the Kentucky cannibal Boone Helms because that would obviously come before in the Wild West. Mm-hmm. So hard to say if anything predates that. The thing is that killing was so normal back then yeah that there are probably so many serial killer killers just running around mm-hmm. you know that's what i always struggle to think about because if boomtown was bad in the wild west and known as a serial killer and imagine all the deaths that just occurred on a tuesday out there yeah oh my <laughs> goodness there was so much but the thing is like this is going to sound really fucked up this is when i was i was listening to game of thrones uh i have yeah. audiobooks and I was thinking, I was like, what? I feel like we would solve a lot of issues if we brought back duels. Like, I just feel like a lot of problems would be solved if we brought back duels. And then, like, I don't know, maybe, br- no, nah, let me not get into that. Because uh, really you're about to tell me on a tangent talking about people with <laughs> internet volumes because you can't say something to someone's face and have the risk of being punched in the fucking mouth. He 
we always talk about how guys have it so much easier because they just go out back and knock each other around well, then they're fine after. But even like <laughs> yeah. today's society, right? You go on internet, you go on Facebook, you bully each other, ooh, nothing happens to you. Not like when we were when we were kids. If I wanted to talk shit to somebody, I had to be really, really ready and willing to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Like, it makes it a yeah. whole lot different when there's consequences to your Ex- Exactly. And these fucking, and, and I get it, you know, we're in the age of technology and like, I don't think we'll ever get away from that. But like one of these days, like some, something's got to give because somebody's going to get punched in the fucking mouth. Like somebody's going to get tracked down and they're going to get punched probably worse, honestly. But I don't know. People just, they're so disrespectful these days. And they're horrible. Bring back duels. And I want to be able to slap yeah. someone in the face with a glove before I do yeah. it. I challenge you. Just like I challenge you. I you. Oh my god! I, 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 I think that we should do that. And walk I, around with a little icon over your head saying when you're ready to be challenged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, okay, where can everybody find you? Go for it. So honestly, we are on anywhere you can listen to uh, a podcast. So we're on. Spotify, Apple, mm-hmm. Google, mm-hmm. iTunes, iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our Instagram has a link tree which has absolutely everything on it, and that's at Evil Pudding Podcast. Yeah. And then you know we're on Twitter at Evil Pudding Pod, we're on Facebook at Evil Pudding Pod. Basically, you can find us pretty much on anything except for YouTube right now. Yeah, but one day. Um, one, one day we'll get there. But any anywhere you can find any kind of podcast, we're on it. And you can also email us, uh, and we have a in our link tree we have a case suggestions but you can also email us at evil putting podcast at gmail.com we'll perfect awesome uh you guys have any closing remarks i don't think so i don't think so this is a blast though jen thanks this for having me yeah blast. thank you guys so much for you know joining me today i'm going to drop you guys in the backstage and do my closing remarks and then we'll talk right. when i'm done all right thank Sounds you guys good. so much Bye, guys. Okay. I'm so glad I figured that out. I thought I accidentally closed them out completely. Anyways. Uh, so I think one of the biggest lessons that we can take from, you know, true crime stories, stay vigilant. That nice granny neighbor you might have next to you might not be so nice as you think. Um, now that doesn't mean live your life in paranoia. You should always be nice to others and treat others with respect. That being said, if someone close to you seems to be acting a type of way, please get them some help. If you are feeling a type of way, please get some help. I know like the psychology field doesn't have like the best reputation. However, mental health is extremely important, whether you're crazy pants or not. Um, I tell you guys all the time, just it's, it's okay to seek help. Thank you again to my guests, Courtney and Patrick. Um, and thank you buddies so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will see you soon. Bye for now.